regulators. We regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street. You gotta be handy with the steal, if you know what I mean. Earn your keep. Regulators! Mount up. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warmer G was on the streets, trying to consume some search for the E. So I could get some phones, rolling in my ride, chilling all alone. Just hit the east side of the LBC on a mission. Howdy, everybody. Cable Smith welcoming each and every one of you into episode 63 of Justified Pursuit. It is a pleasure to be here with you. Uh, alongside, as always, riding shotgun, my buddy, partner in crime, co-host, the always affable counselor, Chisholm Cook. How in the world are you? I'm not sure I'm always affable, but I gave uh, you too much credit there. That was a lot. That was (laughs) really oversold at this time. (laughs) I, uh, I'm okay. I'm not tip top at the moment. Um, but, uh, everything's all right. You got that, that Omi Roni. Yeah. The Decepticon. Uh Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure. Yeah. At this point I've finally succumbed to it. It's only been in my house for nine or 10 days. So. You were seemed, due. Seemed inevitable. And I'm not yeah. sure based on the way like it ran through Ash and Charlotte and now Riley that I haven't kind of had it for a few days and it's just been so mild. Like it's just been nothing. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm tired today. Like with that sort of feeling that your body's under assault. Yeah. But it's not bad. I don't have a fever. I don't have body aches. I really don't even have a stuffy head to speak of or a sore throat. I just feel like foggy headed and like i need a nap but i've found since turning 40 i need naps a lot so or i feel like i need naps a lot yeah but life is only getting busier and naps are a luxury yeah. that i just don't have yeah i know life's only going one direction for me <laughs> so yeah like for sure right more activities the kids are getting older now there's more stuff to do and career-wise things are good and that's just busy as hell too so it's just like oh there's not enough time in the day for a freaking nap. I wish there was. All the same for me. I actually had to talk with Ashley about it yesterday. I was feeling kind of down. And in react retrospect, it may have been because I was, this was coming on and I just didn't physically feel bad yet, yet, but was sort of mentally winding down. But, you know, I've taken, I think we've talked some about it, but I've taken on a whole bunch of, I've taken on some things sort of locally within our community. I'm on two different boards and then I'm leading a team for the, Ooh, I actually wanted to plug this, uh, leading a team at my church for the, uh, Alamo marathon and half marathon in March with uh, world vision, which is this awesome nonprofit that provides water wells and water infrastructure and stuff in developing nations, Africa in particular, I ran with those guys two years ago. Third like- world countries developing nations is the political i'm gonna call a spade a spade whatever what's a second world country i don't think that exists i think there's the first world and there's the third world there's a that's why i just personally struggle with it because i I gotta know gap there (laughs) what's the second (laughs) i don't know who comes in second right can't just jump to third anyway um yeah i just have taken on a ton and the work has gotten busier my Actually, my operation was doubled effective January 1st in terms of number of people, in terms of the services we offer, all of the above. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, super busy, which to your point makes it hard to find time for a nap. Yeah, well, 
Omicron, like I said, um, ran through our house, I guarantee you, although every home test we took came back negative. Um, I finally took one last week before going to Vegas. Aaron was like, you should take one. And I was like, why? Like, if, if I had Omicron, it was like two weeks ago. But I have this residual congestion in my lungs that are it's just irritated. Uh, that I did not have with the real COVID. So the real COVID was over in like four days, minus the sense of smell, which is still over a year later. I don't know if it'll ever be the same as it was. But uh, yeah, I went to Vegas this past week. It was kind of liberating knowing that I pretty much knowing that we had Omicron, even though we didn't have a positive test. I mean, one day Aaron was like, I told you last week, Aaron lost her sense of smell. I was like, okay, well, this is, we know what this is. Um, so that's weird though. I would think you'd be way more likely to test false positive than false negative repeatedly, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, we like definitely it. had it like, you know, I think I talked about it on, if not our last episode, the one before, but watching what Ashley had, I was like, dude, this is not a virus. She didn't even have, she's never had a fever. Yeah, Cedar no. pollen's everywhere. But, you know, she went from like a week negative the Sunday before last. And I mean, like, it was so faint. I was like, ah, that's like, I mean, a week positive, right? Like a super faint little line. I was like, yeah, you're not positive. So the next day it was like instant bright pink. <clears throat> and Charlotte was positive. And she had actually had a fever. So she had clearly had, you know, a viral cold, which is what this is. Yeah. And then as they were getting better, Riley started to feel bad. She has a positive test. It's worked its way through the house for sure. So it's it's not just seasonal allergies. It's too mm -hmm. sort of systematic for that. So, But everybody's fine. Everybody's fine. One of my best friends, um, who I, I mentioned, uh, he and his wife the other day, she was the one that got real sick and had some terrible long COVID stuff. Sounds like he's got it. We took him one of our tests yesterday and – he tested positive and he's had like 104 degree fever for the last two days. Well, maybe he doesn't have the Omironi. He has uh Delta or something. He very well could have Delta so far. It's just, but you know, at the same time, I don't know anyone that's had that high of a fever with, with, uh, I, I know one other guy and he had, he got sick back in July of this year. He and his whole family, our whole church youth group got sick on a youth retreat this summer that Riley and I couldn't go to cause we had it in our house before they all caught it. But, um, he had a really high fever. So, I, I, you know, I, at, interestingly, you know, they had had it. I I'm, am confident that between, you know, natural immunity and the ivermectin we still have on hand, you know, we've managed to keep a pretty good lid on this thing. But they had Delta. We assume it was Delta. Got pretty darn sick from it. And then he got – he didn't – other than the high, high fever, that guy didn't really have a lot of other stuff going on. It was like a two-day thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but he did have a high fever. And then with my buddy Aaron, they had it in their house. He never got sick when his wife did. They got vaccinated. But, yeah, he, I mean, he's just sick. He was in the Marine Corps 20 years ago when we got out of high school and got sick like one time there. And hasn't has he said he has not had a fever since. Wow. So this is the sickest he's been in two decades. But it'd be all right. Yeah, it'd be fine. I got um, some of that. I, some it of that was liberating to go to Las Vegas this past week, though, and knowing that I'd already had it and just be like – I'm invincible again. So, <laughs> well, the cool I mean, thing is that, you know, it, if one of the originals gave you pretty strong natural immunity and made this version pretty weak, and now you catch this version, hopefully that means, to your point, we are like truly immune going forward. 
Well, Speaking of the CDC released the a study that said that, that uh, natural immunity was more protective this summer against Delta, six times more protective than the vaccines. But they really, but they really work and they're really good. <clears throat> so natural immunity, six times more effective. But if you don't line up to get your booster, mm, shame on you. My while I'm in Vegas at this hunting convention, um, well, I guess maybe a little bit before that, my sister went to New York and went to a Broadway show, and you had to show proof of vaccination just to get in it's like two different worlds going on out there so we're very it really is man it's i haven't been to one of those places since i guess i've been to california i was in the bay area this i was that was when did i go there that was i think like between yeah. delta and omicron so things had toned down i can't imagine having to go to california these days that's like your work punishing you Thankfully, when I do have to go back, I'll go to Bakersfield, and Bakersfield is like sitting in Texas. Where yeah, I it's still up. in California. You're being punished. No, if you have to totally, go to that totally godforsaken shithole, I'm out 100%. No draconian rules for me. None. Zero. Mm -mm. I wouldn't yeah, be caught dead in California or New York. Period. I'm listening. I'm also trying to think because I had a thought I was about to make a note of, and now it's gone. Thank you. I, I went to see a Thank show in Vegas. Seven, I don't really do that. So my wife, I was there Thursday night and gambled like a degenerate until 4 a.m. Because I don't get to do fun things like that with kids and work and all that. So anyway, hadn't been to Vegas since uh, a bachelor party like 10 or 12 years ago. And I was like, and I do like playing poker. Um, don't get to do it very often. I, don't, I can't remember if it, it's probably been five years since the last time I even played a game of poker. Yeah, but I sat and gambled till four or five in the morning and uh had to be up at nine to go to the convention the next day it was real a real good decision to it wasn't worth the 150 dollars that i won i'll tell you that being tired the next day um but yeah then then aaron met me there and her sister and her went and played on the strip and did a little sightseeing um we we played a little i like to play roulette i don't know why but i played a little roulette and then we went and saw this show called absinthe on saturday night 700 people that crammed in this like a trip. tiny little tent. And you know, you I said mean, absinthe like that. Absinthe, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's raunchy. It was, uh, I don't, I feel dirty, you know, as a Christian saying that I enjoyed the show, but I, 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 I not like, like, um, a lot of nudity. I'm just like the dialogue during the show was like raunchy comedy. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. So, and I didn't go to Vegas thinking I'd even go to a show, but my, my wife was like, you'll like this one. And she was right. So, but liberating to be in a tent unmasked with 700 people and Vegas was like, yeah, we enforce uh, masking. All the casinos have signs on them. As you walk in, the only time they ever tell you to put a mask on is if you're actively sitting at a table gambling. Other than that, no one enforced Jack diddly squat. And I think we're real close to being over the mask thing, man. The worm has turned uh, pretty aggressively on the mask thing. So hopefully have you ever been to Fremont street in Vegas? Yeah. Mm, if I, it's old, it's old if I've ever been like, to Fremont Vegas. Oh, like the old strip. Yeah. Like the, the golden original, nugget, yeah, I've been down there. four roses or no, sorry. Uh, four. Queens. Yeah. The original golden nugget and all that dude. Yeah. I, like that's I where said, they have the, the canopy on that one sort of side street with like yeah. the jets that fly over and stuff. Yeah. Is Don't that actually the, Fremont? The jet yeah, that's thing? Fremont Street. Yeah, well, okay. uh, not jets. Um, what are they called? Uh, what is the word? They're not jets. It's like 
you know, you're being zipline, zipline. It's a zipline. Well, I'm talking about people. you're walking down the street and there's a like a lit canopy above you that's like a LCD screen and it like has images flying over your head. Oh yeah. Well, underneath that, there's actual people ziplining down the street above you. Oh, gotcha. That place. If you ever thought COVID was over. That was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen as far as like a party scene in the United States. I was just like, oh, dude, mind blown. I hadn't been there, like I said, in so long. I forgot what it was like. Those people have those people weren't even there to gamble. They were just there to get lit. And the people watching was top notch. So (laughs) I highly recommend making the trip to Fremont Street if you're in Vegas. Um, One other thing I had on here I want to talk about today is parenting goals for 2022 i don't you guys eat pretty healthy aaron and i eat we eat pretty healthy henry there's a lot of junk food in my pantry as i speak but yeah okay go ahead (laughs) well there i mean there's a lot of carbs in ours too i'm trying to get right it's buying that supposed to be healthy junk food yeah well (laughs) carbs are carbs and the twins have gotten into into this habit of they like bread and they like cereal and they like pop tarts and they like uh, for dinner, they like ramen noodles or fried chicken, you know, chicken strips, nuggets, whatever. Really gotten out of eating vegetables. Henry will eat anything. You know, Henry. I mean, in deer camp, you put it in Henry's front of him. He's boy. like, I'm going to eat that. I don't care. We but probably need to We probably need to train Henry to be a little bit uh, more uh, assertive and <laughs> willing to say no to things. But, yeah, go yeah. ahead. They'll eat whatever. The girls, though, they're like these carb fiends. And so that we've, we've let them get away with it of not eating vegetables and like not having a, fr- uh, uh, instead of having fruit or something healthy for a snack or yogurt or something, they're like, where are the goldfish or the pretzels? And I'm just like, we're not doing this anymore. Right. And so now I'm putting vegetables on their plate at dinner and they're like, we're not eating that. I'm so you, you will eat that. And my parenting style is very different from Aaron's because I said, you will eat that or you will not only not have dessert, you're not going to have anything else to eat. So then, then, like, literally, Frankie will put, like, the other day it was zucchini, put it in her mouth, chewed it up, started gagging, and spit it back out. And I was like, you put that back in your mouth right now. And Aaron's like, whoa, this is not how we're parenting. I was like, this is how I'm parenting. We're going to eat vegetables in 2022. Yeah, I got to say, go, man, overcooked over zucchini. Well. I'm, not, I'm not one of those people that has, like, a fit about texture. But overcooked zucchini will make me, like, Who said it was overcooked? And I'm just guessing. I cooked just it. Guessing. It was cooked perfectly. Did it have any crispiness? When I yes. say overcooked, I mean it was was it moist? We don't zucchini. want soggy veggies. No, no soggy veggies. But anyway, so we're struggling <laughs> with that right now. I don't know what's going on in your house, but hopefully some of the Same. listeners out Same. there All the time. can relate because and and really that's what maybe that's why we have this obesity pandemic is we're letting our kids get away with murder at an early age and they're like carbs, 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 junk, 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 and yes, you know, I've got to I've got to do a better job as a parent saying this oh, is what dude, we're doing this is this is one of the great battles of parenting in the 21st century for sure i told the girls when they walked out from school today they saw me getting some pulling out some wild game and they were like what's for dinner tonight and i was like we're having venison chili and stella's like i don't like that and i'm like you've eaten it every time i've ever made it she goes well i, I don't want that i don't like that i said okay well this that's is that's what you're having for dinner tonight so you can wrap your you have all day to wrap your head around it <laughs> come to grips with it or don't eat yeah so, yeah, but I'm sure my beautiful wife will come and be like, oh, here, Stella, you can have some ramen noodles or something if you don't like it. The I other night, my, my authority, our five year old has been getting in our bed 
probably most nights for at least a month now, a couple months. She's always, I'll be you know, be locking that door. Uh, you know, it's never really bothered no, me. No, I don't. Drives know. my wife nuts. I don't know but. because it happens at our house. Like, if they have a bad dream, it's less than once a month. That's fine. If they're scared, they can come in. But no, on a day, on a nightly basis, I could, I I can't sleep with one of them in the middle of the bed kicking me. It doesn't phase me at all. Uh, I end up waking up about once a night anyway. Take a leak. Anyway, Saturday night, <clears throat> Ashley tried to make her a deal that she could get a donut. To your point, this was this was a trade of. Is there is there worse junk food than a donut? No, there's not. My stomach right. hurts thinking about a donut. This sounds like our Same. government trying to reward you for getting a vaccine. I'm not even done yet. So the deal was a donut at church tomorrow if you stay in your bed. She didn't stay in her bed and still Ashley goes. <laughs> so that morning, Riley is sick with the with the Decepticon. So they all stayed home and I went to church by myself. So Ashley had a curbside order at HEB, comes back with donuts and gives the kid a donut. And I said, I thought y'all had a deal that she'd get a donut if she didn't get in her bed. She's like, uh, and I was like, you can't do that. Like, right. If you're going to, you know, first of all, I wouldn't have made the, the deal in the first place. <laughs> uh, but if you're going to make a deal, stick to it. Damn it. Yeah. She was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I was like, yeah. meanwhile, as we're talking about it, there's already chocolate glaze, like covering <laughs> half of her face all over her hands and getting on the new bar stools that I bought for Christmas. Mm. <laughs> Donuts. Disgusting. Which that will transition yeah. beautifully. I mean, they, into... they, they, they feel so good in your mouth and then so terrible in your gut. That's true. That is true. Uh, so <laughs> that will take us right into Cosmopolitan. They're, this is. Are they promoting fat? Uh, <sighs> promoting obesity again? This is healthy. 11 women on why wellness doesn't have to be one size fits all. And on the cover, three fat girls. One of them's morbidly obese, but this is the new healthy. Chisholm, make it's it all make sense. about our feelings. Everybody has to just feel good. There's no rules. There's no standards. There's no such thing as health. I well, actually, there is. There is Chisholm because in in a weird twist of the narrative, CNN put out an article this week that says. 10 minutes of daily physical activity in adults 40 years and older could save over 100,000 lives a year. Hashtag not news. <laughs> and this is from the same side that's been like, stay in your house. Don't, the gyms are closed. Well, let's if be you're not fair, vaccinated, dude. You 10 minutes a day, 10, like 10 minutes a day. Yeah. You're not getting a six pack off of 10 minutes of exercise no, no. a day. Okay. But then they took it a step further and said 20 to 30 minutes of, exercise now we're getting somewhere. could in uh, decrease could save over a hundred uh, more than a hundred thousand lives so they said if you exercise actually 20 or 30 minutes then that's even better for you but meanwhile for the last two years all i've heard is quarantine don't go outside don't get don't get vitamin d and definitely don't go to the gym yeah i, I don't know if you have a, a better meme of the week teed up you probably do but i saw one this morning that said um, you knew said something like when they, uh, you knew it wasn't about health when they shut down gyms and kept the liquor store open. Yeah. In Texas, yeah. they even allowed like delivery of booze from restaurants and stuff. Like they made it easier to get booze than no, ever. I before. definitely took advantage of that. 
thought, I mean, it's cool. Was like, right? Oh, here, but, I can get a jug of margarita. Just go in and just buy it and take it. With right. Me. But, but the point is like, okay, I can't go to the gym and get exercise, but McDonald's is considered a essential, uh, essential, essential business. Yeah. Oh yeah. boy. Uh, you know, that clown world, clown world. I guess that's a meme. <clears throat> you know, I just see everybody posting clown world now from you to Joe Rogan to I do it. It really does feel like we're just in this upside matrix down. of clownness. Yes. Well, but you can also identify as a clown too. So yeah. Clown self. Clown, clown self. Clown <laughs> self, tree self. Did you see the video of this lady in Michigan talking about how uh this school in Michigan Michigan that has a unisex bathroom for you know gender nonconforming has a litter box in it? For people who identify as cats, kids this is a school. Kids who identify as cats, yeah, a litter box. They have a litter we're, box. We're telling humans to defecate in a litter box. Yeah. So is if there's real? a, I, I this, guess this can't be real. This has I guess if there's a saving grace to this. No, she was t- talking at a school board meeting. It was oh a kid gosh. who themselves identifies as a cat who brought the litter box and placed it in the unisex bathroom for. He, she, they, uh, cat self, cat, cat self, right, and others that I also identify as cats. Okay, so society's doomed. Why? Let's just end the show right. Oh, here. dude, let's I mean, never it's do. Why abundantly even clear show? at this point that we are on a one-way ticket to hell for sure. <laughs> Society is so doomed. Our kids are screwed. Yeah. I'm going to tell them yeah. when they come home today. I'm really sorry. Um, we're <laughs> we're leaving you a world of a world on fire. There you go. Yeah. But if you feel like you uh, want to be a cat, just make sure you take your litter box to school with you and share it with your friends. Yeah. That's very generous. Um, you're All of this stu- will be backed up in the show notes, which I would like to point out to anyone who's listening. I am completely caught up all the way to this very episode. All this the notes for the first done. time ever. Let's extensive, extensive links. Thank you. Well-deserved didn't really pick up on the mic since you're on the wrong side of it but that's okay uh yeah and i will say um you know in the first few episodes i had this like like compulsion to correct every single you know misstep we had ever made and we kind of got away from that and that's when i decided we'll just put it in the show notes i think like 95 percent of the time whatever cable and i is saying is pretty well spot on with what we at least the source that we got it from now the validity of the source is completely in question but anytime we've been wrong i do provide a link to that but i'm not going to go back and catalog and freaking explain it so uh just suffice it to say nine plus out of ten times uh we're pretty well spot on with what we're saying and sometimes memory is a little foggy and we misstep it and when we do there's a link in there for that but everything we talk about you can find yeah so So make sure to post a video to the lady talking about the litter box Let's talk about. I do have some things on my list now, by the way. Our fearless leader. How about that? I want to just. Uh, you mean the uh, grouchy old get off my lawn guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's take a listen to this. So, um, Peter Ducey, Fox reporter, is really the only one who asked legitimate questions at the White House uh, press briefings. And I don't know if. Do you, let me ask you this. Do you think that the Biden administration already knows his questions like that because it's very clear that all of the other reporters 
the questions are, are, are probably given to them to ask, you know, not the other way around. Do you think that he actually comes in there and asks legitimate questions? Yeah. Biden's I mean, response would I, I lead think, me to think I don't, so. Yeah, I think when he's – I think they all submit certain questions, right? But I think regularly, particularly the Fox guy, gets to ask an off-the-cuff question. Well, you know, he often is asking off-the-cuff question. That doesn't mean that it's not one they're completely ready to – like, just because they didn't submit the question doesn't mean they don't know that Fox is going to ask about this. Mm. Does that make sense? Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, they're not dumb. So he's Biden, Biden is. Oh uh, yeah, he's he's dumb. I mean, he cheated his way through college and like plagiarized up until 1988. Actually, I take that back. He plagiarized during his presidential election too. So not only is he dumb, he's probably not super dumb, but he's very senile. Yeah. But uh, Saki's not dumb. She's just dishonest and leftist and evil. Um. Anyway, she's not dumb though. No. Maybe not uh, evil. Evil's probably a little No, strong, dude, but... I think evil's a fair description of that woman. Well, I think that all of let the left is being guided and pulled by evil spirits. It doesn't make them, like, themselves at their heart evil. They can be absolutely convinced of... What is a... If you stand up there and lie for a living, you, you don't have a lot of virtue going on within your soul and your being. But what if it's a noble lie. lie? What if it's a noble lie like Fauci telling us that masks don't work and then they mm. do work, even though they actually don't work? He was right the first time. Uh, the devil is licking his chops. He's got a hot seat in hell waiting for Fauci. So, no. Yeah. All right. So, Ducey asked uh, Biden if, inf- if he was worried, concerned about inflation leading up to the midterm elections. Here's his response. Do you think inflation is a political liability? It's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. What a stupid son of a bitch. We've responded to Ducey's question about concern over inflation leading up to the election with, yeah, no, inflation's great. No, it's a real ass- asset. Uh, yeah. more, more inflation. Uh-huh. You're a stupid like, son like, of a bitch. It was, to his credit, pretty damn funny. Pretty funny little quip. <laughs> I think maybe his most intelligent response throughout his presidency, if you're looking for humor from the guy. It definitely uh, confirms well what done. a snarky ass he is. And always has this been. is the same guy that campaigned on bringing decency back to the White House. And then he just right. called a reporter a stupid son of a bitch. He but campaigned Trump- on bringing decency back to the White House. And in the midst, in the dead middle of his campaign, told a black radio host, uh, if you don't, if you're not with me, you ain't black. And did it right. angrily as he like stood up and stormed out of his studio. So maybe we could have seen this one coming. But yes, uh, if Orange Man would have said that to a reporter. Oh, yeah. I saw some. I think it was maybe Trump Jr. posted on Instagram that had that happened, they'd be having a 50 day candlelight vigil. Yeah. <laughs> over it. Yeah. It would be a, an S storm of the most epic proportions. I was like, I saw some articles yesterday afternoon and this morning that were like, <laughs> they were trying to act like it wasn't clear what he said. What did Biden say to Fox reporter? Uh, Biden seems to use derogatory, uh, you know, slur against Fox News. The audio's, yeah. In fact, the audio and the video, you can watch him say it. It's beyond clear. CNN did address it on their social media stuff yeah. and they, they chalked it up to 
the president is growing frustrated with uh, questions about inflation. And yeah, they said was, he's been growing frustrated in recent days with questions about anything, basically. Yeah. I took it when I, mean, I read that particular headline. When you're doing a terrible job and have a 33% approval rating. Yeah. Yeah. And right. And doing things that to that approval rating means, you know, nobody, nobody likes what you're doing. Like there, nobody approves of anything they're doing. Speaking of uh, nobody approving, Russia's about to make the Ukraine its bitch. Yeah, that was on my list for sure. And that's a big problem for us. I don't know if that's even true, bro. Well, why why does everyone seem to think that it is? Because they want a reason to go to freaking war. Period. With, with, war with Russia does not sound like a good thing. They're not going to go to actual war. They're going to mobilize. They're going to spend a whole bunch of money. And how much money they've already spent? I, I saw it yesterday. It's in, it's in the billions. They've already spent some X number of billions of dollars in preparing to try to thwart a Russian invasion of the Ukraine of Ukraine. How this is a hoax, dude. Figured out cr- already. This is a, my, Our my, involvement over there is not good. It's just Americans dying for no for what? In in 20 years, just like Afghanistan. Guess what? Russia is still the Ukraine's neighbor. It's still gonna be a problem. Dude, this is We're a just, military industrial complex deep state boondoggle. That's all this is. I nobody will ever convince me otherwise. They shut down Afghanistan last August, and the military-industrial complex's cash flowed right up. They need a reason to spend some money. They made one up. Oh, and they also need a distraction from Omicron and crappy, leaky vaccines and 33% approval ratings, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Dude, this is garbage. This is not – Adam. listen to Adam Curry of No Agenda. He breaks it down for you. There's a lady involved in this named um, Ver- Veronica New- Newman or Newland. I'll look it Mm -hmm. up. I'll link it. I think her name is, no, Victoria. Victoria Newland. And it's like N-E-U-L-A-N-D, I think. Mm -hmm. This woman has been around since the Obama administration, maybe even since the Clinton administration. And war with Russia regarding Ukraine has been her agenda for two decades. She popped up out of nowhere three weeks ago. She's the primary mouthpiece in the State Department saying this is necessary. She did the same crap back when the Obama administration had, you know, Ukraine slash Russia stuff going on. She did the same crap even before that. This is, this is straight. This is not new. This has happened before, and it happens repeatedly. It is an excuse to spend money on the military-industrial complex, on surveillance, on deep state BS. Period. Period. And to your point, even if Russia is going to invade Ukraine, why do I give a damn? You know who's invading America right now? foreigners from south of our border so we're going to go right. send 8500 ground troops they've already deployed an aircraft carrier and something like i think it was like two and a half or one and a half billion dollars to secure ukraine's border against russia instead of sending half of all that to secure our own friggin' border it's a crock of shit and anybody in america who thinks this is necessary to keep americans safe is suffering from another mass formation. We'll leave off the psychosis. Okay. That's my uh, I'm not going to disagree with you. No, no, no. Keep going, though. Tee <laughs> 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 it up a little more. Oh, shit. Really, dude? I mean, it is. You Look at it. Look up. We got to... I should have... I, I wrote down Ukraine. I should have looked up some more history on Victoria Newland so I could speak more educatedly to it. But this lady... 
Like, like I said, this has been her bag for two decades, man. Um, okay. Well, I don't know. I really don't know what to make of that. I hope that we don't end up in a war with Russia. That would we're be... not. Hell, Biden himself said it. Ah, if they come in on a minor incursion, we're not going to get too up in arms about it. Okay, so you gave him a green light to like screw around a little bit. Well, he's not going to do much more than that. He kind of did this back in 2012, I think. And it didn't really, it was a hill of beans then. Ukraine's still technically an independent nation, kind of. Yeah. But his ties to the Ukraine run deep. Yeah. Well, if I'm not mistaken, the. No, you, you aren't mistaken. Hunter Biden made millions of dollars. Oh, the Bidens. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, one of the allegations is the only reason we're doing this is because, you know, so remember that the call, the perfect phone call that Trump had with the Ukrainian president that ended up leading to his impeachment, the first go around. Right. It was all about the fact that they had basically all the dirt on Hunter and the Bidens and even had had an investigation going against Hunter Biden, I think for his role in that Burisma Russian uh, gas pipeline stuff. And Biden is on record on video admitting that he strong-armed the Ukrainian government into dropping this prosecution and shuffling it under the rug. So, you know, there's no doubt that all of that is the reason, part of the reason for this. Like, no doubt, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, while we're still talking about Biden, <laughs> I had to look this up, but I was pretty sure it had never happened, and it turns out that it has not happened. Did you know that a sitting president has never been primaried before? By their own party? Never. I, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Well, so they, the, the current format that we have in place Can we, it, went before, into effect before we, in 1972. We... And it has okay. never happened. Never. Not once. Has, has, has a party primaried another candidate against the sitting president of their own party? But that's going to happen. Or Biden will just walk away. One of the two. Right. Or he'll croak between now and then. Yeah. Or be but, deemed incompetent. And who's going to yeah. be who's going to be running again? That's the question. That is Hillary the is the million dollar odds on favorite. If you were to go bet in Vegas, dude, she is the <sighs> was there really that like did you see that bet out there? There's every bet's out there. And yes, there's one for Hillary. Yes. She yeah. will she's the odds on front runner. People hated her so much that they voted for Trump, who then they hated so much that they voted for Biden. What a weird twist of fate it would be if now people like, Oh yeah, we like Hillary now. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that Ashley and I were talking about this just yesterday. They are this, this proves so definitively how bankrupt and washed up, uh, and, and just what a disaster the democratic party is that as we sit on January 25th of 2022, one year into this presidency, you have Biden who, in my opinion, would already have been deemed incompetent by a Democratic Congress under Amendment 25 and removed from office if it weren't for the fact that they've foolishly and stupidly picked the least popular candidate from last year's election or 2020 election to run as his running mate, who no matter how hard they try to brainwash, can't stop from sticking her foot in her mouth, cackling and coming off as just dumb and obnoxious. 
if she wasn't more unpopular than him, we'd already she'd already be president of the United States. But so they're stuck with her and they keep doing these resets with her that aren't taking. They're not working. Mm-hmm. Her, her programming, her her CPU is completely corrupt, uh, broken beyond repair. And so, yeah, in the last two weeks, they've floated out a weather balloon. Well, what about Clinton? Remember how much y'all love Clinton? Yeah. Needless to say that dude, pay attention to how these things come and go. They fly. They float these trial balloons. Like remember when they still, she still might be, she might still suffer repercussions from the ongoing trial. Uh, like we're, yeah, she's not out of the woods yet. Yeah. I don't know about her personally that you got to keep in mind that there's enough her, so far, everything her candidacy just been... might be damaged further by that. She she will never go to jail. I mean, that's very clear. She's yeah, right, right. Yeah, they're they're, they're always going to maintain enough levels of separation to pro- provide plausible deniability, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean that. What I'm getting at though is like when they remember when they brought up giving four hundred thousand dollars to the families of people who had been separated at the border. <laughs> and that was like a big concept for 48 hours and then it was like, i have an idea if you don't want to be separated from your family maybe don't cross the border illegally oh what, speaking of that's no longer reward. that's no longer an actionable crime in the united states did you know that uh secretary um uh he's the secretary of homeland security um i'm blanking on his name i saw his ugly face when i was came out the like plane the other day two or three days ago and gave an address saying that the simple act of being in the United States illegally will no longer be an enforceable action under uh, immigration law. So you can be in the United States illegally, and it's no longer illegal by basically executive fiat. See what they're doing there? They're saying you're not here illegally, so you're legal. Right. Yeah, right. And, and, then, and then remember how... Kamala is supposed to fix the border. She announced last week a plan to uh, grant some, you know, 30 million uh, illegal immigrants amnesty. Uh, so that's the Meanwhile, direction they're going. New York which State has, worked has, really made, well so far. has uh, made it to where 200,000 illegals can vote in the next right. election. But what were we, what, what, how did I get off on the tangent about uh, Homeland Security? Um, illegals, what were we talking about just before that? Uh, yeah, Decepticon. Oh, Hillary. Oh, yeah. So my point was, they floated out that thing of, of giving four hundred thousand dollars to illegal immigrant families, and within forty-eight hours, you didn't hear another peep of it again, ever. Right? They do that. Both sides do it. The Democrats do it a lot. Uh, Nancy Pelosi will bring up something in that they're considering in Congress, and what they do is they just see how the country reacts to it, right? And when it's the in, you know inevitable, just shit show. Then they just drop it and they pretend like it n- never happened, right? So with this, you have Hillary Clinton about two, three weeks ago. F- it got floated out there that she's looking at a 2024 run. I haven't heard a. It's been at least a full week since anybody's touched it. Mm. It got floated out there, and I guarantee you, the avalanche of crap. They were like, "Oh, okay. Well, we got to go back to the well." Problem is, the well's dry. Their best three candidates apparently are a senile and demented Joe Biden, who will, dude, if he's not removed by a year's end, certainly by the end of this four-year term, it'll only be because Kamala is such a liability. That'll be the oh, only for sure. way. 
for sure. that they don't actually remove him. So but guess what? This is this is your bed. That's right. Well, it, you know, <laughs> right. I mean, it, my point you is they don't have Kamala off of the boxes that she checked as being a woman of color. That's the only reason you ran. The only, only reason. Well, I guess my, two reasons. My, she's a yeah. woman and she's not white. So my point is the boxes. Their cupboard is bare. They've got nothing. Their bench is empty, man. Their best options are demented, you know, old baby boomer Joe Biden, you know, borderline senile old baby baby boomer uh, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, a bunch of octogenarians, man. And then for some reason, out of, you know, the handful of younger folks that they had in 2020, Kamila was the one they chose to success succeed him because he said, I'm going to pick a lady of color. And that left like two options, right? <laughs> so the best they could come up with to possibly run against Biden is Clinton. That's where they're at right now. Somebody will bubble up between now and 2024. They won't be any more popular than any of these other people because... Dude, this the worm has turned. Did you know that for what the first great time parallel this is to society though, where we're trying to make sure that every job is based off of equity instead of yeah. uh you know, are you qualified to do the job? Well, here's it's in the White House, right there. Right. The proving that job, that is not the best thing to do. Enrollment in college. Yeah. No, I mean it, dude, every the problem is they're they're all either old. Um, you know, quasi-socialists or young communists. That's the problem they face. Like, you know, the old guard is really more deep state military industrial complex, and, and that's their breed of socialism, right? Handouts to the tech sector, handouts to, you know, corporate uh, special interests. Uh, and then the young guard is actually the red guard, like Maoist. Right. And they know that is not popular and will lead to uh, problems. Let me just say problems. If they run out, AOC and her breed will have problems in this country. Uh, so, yeah, I will, they've got I will their bench is empty, man. I think that if we run Trump, we're going to have problems too. And I hope that we don't. Like, I, I was talking with somebody yeah, at this well, convention this weekend and be like, well, okay, Trump's still sharp as attack. Guess what? He'll be in his 80s, too, if he runs again. That's right. the, I don't want another 80-year. Look what happened to Biden. He's incompetent. But also He's look, insane. Dude, but, but also look at the look at the nom, at the um, to your point, the, the Republican electorate has to come around to the idea that Trump. He's too toxic. Trump served his role. Yeah, I've said for a long time, if Donald Trump left one good thing as a legacy, two good things, it's the, 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 the judges he's he appointed, um, which weren't his idea. That was a list, list given to him by the Federalist Society. Um, but more importantly, he exposed to Americans what leftism is, right? That's been done. Thank you, sir. I was going to make the point a second ago. For the first time in like 70 or 80 years, a majority of Hispanics in this country being polled are defining themselves as Republicans. Nearly 50% of Hispanics in a recent poll called themselves Republicans versus 40% Democrats. That went, that was 75, 25, two years ago. That's huge. That's a big enough swing that it's an almost guaranteed red wave all the way through 2024, if that was to hold, right? So he's nuked leftism. Thank you, Don. Now, why don't you go be the Don of the Republican party and pick your successor, right? But to your point, 
go ahead and go on down the road. You can go back to 2016, though, and there were 16 Republicans under the age of, say, 60 on that debate stage with him. The, the talent pool on the right is far deeper, far deeper than on the left. I don't trust half of them any farther than I can throw them. Right. But that's, you know, a hell of a lot more than I trust their leftist counterparts. So, you know, we've got, uh, you know, I think Abbott is a solid conservative. You know, he had some hiccups this last two years, but nobody knew how to handle this COVID stuff, especially that first six months, you know? Yeah, I got to give him, I'm not, I mean, the way that he handled COVID, I think you have to look at big picture, right? Not just what did he do in the first month. So he was the second, he was the second governor to say, we're done with this crap. We're reopening. That's good enough for me, man. Now, the guy who was the first to me is the real star, right? That's Ron DeSantis, right? But, you know, you know, say what you want about a Marco Rubio. At least, you know, you've got a solid, you know, conservative in the Senate, mostly solid, you know, 25% of the time he's probably a deep state. Well, he's always a deep state and military industrial complex hand, but, you know, he raises the right issues and, you know, makes the the right cases uh ted cruz despite his january 6th sidestep i mean these are all guys that are like that's a big f up for him it was huge but he's kind of tried real hard to put that genie back in the bottle since then um but you know Rand paul i I don't um, think i think that that's will disqualify him like really i i I don't i don't the other thing that's a huge screw up dude I, i wish i could name a few of these guys the other thing about the Republican side right now is you want diversity. All the diversity is on the Republican side, man. There's that Kentucky attorney general. I think he's a Kentucky or Tennessee attorney general, African-American guy. Um, there's a, a, an awesome, well, the, the Tim, Tim Scott from Georgia. Uh, there's a, there's a congressman from Florida. That's a real, you know, badass conservative uh, black guy. Tim Scott's it's, from South Carolina. I think you're right. South Carolina, yeah. a whole bunch of Hispanics, including Cruz and Rubio, like, a whole bunch of women like all of the diversity is on but they're actually actually all of hispanic though unlike beto (laughs) that's my (laughs) point exactly dude my point exactly the hero of the left is a guy who culturally appropriates the shorthand for you know hispanic version of the name robert (laughs) exactly dude um (sighs) so when you guys tested for covid we maybe you didn't have the free uh at home test that the government's sending out yet or the 400 million. No, we didn't have that one. In 95 masks. Which is my wife. You know, going to be rigged. Like, my you wife know was those take home tests are going to be rigged. Her coworker, uh, who, who is the one who, when given the opportunity to work from home, she took that and ran with it while the rest of them were, because she has asthma. Uh, and she's also the team lead. And like, I had to, we were going to go eat dinner with them. And I was given strict instructions not to bring up politics. <laughs> yeah, like that. That's what we were dealing yeah. with. She has finally got the COVID and told Aaron, you know, this isn't so bad. I don't know what I was so afraid of. I'm, I'm almost, and she said, Aaron told me that she said, I almost called my mom and invited her over just to get COVID to be done with it and get, it, get immunity. <laughs> Chisholm almost spit his drink out there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, the veil is lifting, man. Um, it really, really is. A, a couple of other, on that kind of related note, did you see our boy Bill Maher over the weekend? No. 
So Bill Maher had, um, I know we've talked about her, Barry Weiss. <clears throat> She's a, um, a, a very progressive uh, former editor for the, I think the opinion uh, side of New York Times. Mm -hmm. And she was an editor for actually the Wall Street Journal before that, which kind of shows how she, to her credit, she is man, very liberal. She's a lesbian, married. That's right. Woman. She's a lesbian, you know, married lesbian lady, yep. you know, Manhattanite for sure. But to her infinite credit, is and always has been like a free speech absolutist, right? 100%. So she has, she, her time at the New York, she was the one when Tom Cotton wrote an article that got published in the New York Times saying that to stop violence in the streets from Antifa slash, uh, you know, BLM uh, Inc. Right. Two years ago, she was the one who greenlit that that article, which led to like a complete snowflake meltdown within the times and ultimately her public resignation. Right. So she's the kind of progressive I would love to have dinner with because Absolutely. she's I've at least her on willing to have a conversation. Before. Yeah, she's yeah. fantastic. She's good. Um, she has her own ideas, but she's willing to talk about them. And that's the important part, right? So mm -hmm. he had her on. <clears throat> she's being red-pilled as we speak, as is Bill. And, um, you know, they basically, her deal was, you know, I'm over COVID. I'm over it. She's like, I did the whole thing. She's like, I was COVID to the max. She's like, I was, you know, I was stripping off my clothes when I walked in the door because I was worried the stuff was on my clothes. I was, you know, scrubbing my groceries with Don, <clears throat> like a good friend of mine and his wife. Uh, you know, doing, doing all this. She's like, I watched Tiger King from start to finish. I got all the way to the end of Spotify and the, and the, you know, the crowd, his live audience is like laughing and cheering right there along with it. And he's like, she's like, but right. And she's like, I'm over it. It's over. Like they told us these shots would let us get back to normal. We haven't got back to normal. In fact, we have to get a booster. In fact, we have to get a fourth booster. I'm done with this crap. Right. And it, you know, now we're learning that, Oh, turns out, you know, a lot of the people who are hospitalized quote with COVID are actually hospitalized, you know, from COVID or with COVID or whatever. Yeah. And you know, it's, I've heard some, she gets applauded. He get and Mar gets applauded. Mar's like, Mar was so annoyed. He was like, I didn't do any of that stupid crap. <laughs> you know? I, like, I took my shots. That was about it. This is a joke. You know, he was like annoyed and cutting her off actually. Um, but some, you know, there's some conservatives who are like, Hey, yay. You know, we're, we're building a bridge with the left and, but that guy who I've mentioned before, Dave Rubin, who was a former hardcore lefty who got red-pilled uh, actually by Larry Elder, um, you know, he he was like, why are we applauding this for two points? One, we've been saying this for two years, yo. Like, you know, since a, if this thing started, like really the, the kind of bomb dropped when like the NBA test, you know, the guy for the NBA tested positive and uh, on the same day as... Uh, Tom Hanks. That was like March 12th of 2020. Right. He's like, listen, whatever you did for the next month to 60 days, we were all, nobody knew what to do. Right. But right. by that summer, people with a brain started asking questions. Right. And we got silenced. We got deplatformed. We got called conspiracy theorists and, and da, 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 da. Like, why are we applauding these lefties who two years later, finally have snapped out of the, um, out of the mass Malaise. formation, right? And I'm listening yeah. to him. And I'm like, dude, the guys at No Agenda point out, listen, when one of your loved ones or a friend of yours or whatever wakes up, don't like club them with, I told you so, right? Just welcome just, them to the just, fold. That's right. Well, just be like gentle and caring and 
don't don't even point out that yeah we've been you know like just isn't free thought great and liberating right welcome <clears throat> so that's what i'm thinking as he says this but then he makes the point but here's the problem she called it so so barry calls it a a epidemic of bureaucracy which is spot on if a little wordy right that's what it is right we're we're We've got bureaucrats like Anthony Fauci. Um, oh, what's the lady's name that was with him? I think the CDC director at the time. Well, it's, it also includes the private matter. sector. I mean, don't don't think that Bill Gates. I mean, Bill Gates and other elites aren't right there in it too. Right, but here's the thing, man. It's the government's word that the left trusts because the government, the left, is all about government, right? It wasn't very long ago that the left was the ones pointing out. Well, I mean, the left are commies, right? So in theory, it amazes they should be... me that people still think the government gives a shit about them. But that's it amazes me. I know people that think Dude. the government is actively looking out for their best interest if with you... lockdowns and shots and all this other bullshit we've seen <sighs> right. over the last two years. People still think that our government gives a rat's ass about them. But but, dude, that's that is like at its most fundamental like basis. Right. The difference between the right and the left is big government, small government. Right. So if you're in the big government tent, you trust the government. You believe that an agency is supposed to be independent. A regulatory agency like the CDC, the FDA, et cetera, is supposed to be independent of private interests, right? But mm. to your point, they're in bed with them. Fauci gets royalties. His staff gets royalties from these drug developments. The, staff, this, the NIH owns half of the Moderna patent, right? Right. So what? The, so the problem is, it wasn't very long ago that it would have been the left saying, why should I trust Pfizer? Right. And, you know, then what's his no, name? Uh, Tr- the, pre- the freaking president was like, I'm not going to take that back, that Trump vaccine. Right. Until they had the power. Right. A hundred percent. But like Trevor Noah said that just the other day when the Pfizer guy came out and said, you're probably going to need a fourth. He's like, why should I trust you guys? You know, so they are starting to say it. But but the point that that Ruben made about Marr and and Barry Weiss was, I hear y'all saying the right things now. I hear y'all seeing the reality using terms like, you know, a a pandemic of bureaucracy. Are you going to change the way you vote? Because you're right. The government is the problem. The government's corruption, inevitable, it always leads to corruption. It is the problem. The government is the antithesis of freedom and liberty in this country. So, do you want more government or do you want less government? Because if you want less government, you're voting for the wrong party. And he hasn't heard them make that. You know, Bill Maher still calls Republicans all a bunch of racists, right? And, you know, people who believe in God, a bunch of dumb redneck rubes or whatever, right? Like they he, he he's still, still he's works. still begging the Democrats to come back to what he considers to be the right leftist, you know, version of, of the left, right? But, well, he's but his version is what the left should be. Well, well, I, I agree, but what they don't understand, but they left him behind, dude. He they were like, oh, sorry, Bill, we were right. jumping the shark on your party. And what they don't understand was that was always inevitable. It was always inevitable that the left would dre- like that 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 the, the center of gravity was further left than him, and so the Democratic Party would always be pulled that direction, mm. right? Um, our new Virginia governor, Yunkin, made headlines. Speaking of, you know, future younger uh, yeah. Republican heroes, go ahead. Yeah. So, um, and what is the uh, Attorney General? Um, 
Winston Sears? Yes. Winston Another Sears. badass African-American yes. lady. Or she's technically not African. She's uh, Jamaican? Yeah, Jamaican. Which yeah. I guess African, Jamaican, American. Anyway, black lady. Well, so he, he okay in his first, uh, his, the first major decision he made was to do away with the mask mandate in Virginia schools. Great, right? Getting so sued. I am a parent. I now have the option for my kid not to wear a mask. He got sued by a bunch of parents that basically said, "No, govern us harder. We want less we want less rights for not only us but for our kids too." So, but the the, the catch 22 is that he didn't say that your kid couldn't wear a mask, right? Your kid can still wear a mask. Your kid can do whatever you want your kid to do. I'm just not saying that the rest of the population i.e the people that elected me their kids they don't want their kids wearing a mask so you do you that's fine and they're like no 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 govern us hardy harder daddy govern us harder this is mind-blowing but yep oh, i say mind-blowing but you i read it and was like that's really weird you know <laughs> hardly surprising though <laughs> yeah because uh, the way that the left does it is they tell you what you can and can't do he was just like yeah you're free to do what you want. How do you like freedom? Did, did you see what I posted on our Instagram yesterday on basically this exact topic that USA Today, um, USA Today uh, article? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah. So <clears throat> go to our Instagram, Justified Pursuit, at Justified Pursuit. And there's an article from yesterday in the USA Today where, oh, this, uh, this journalist, quote unquote, named... Two more Use seconds. That term loosely. Right. David Mastillo. Headline, I am done with masks, period. We've been idiotic about them since the beginning. Damn straight, sir. Yes, you're right. Thank you, USA Today, for being willing to publish such a fiery headline. And then you read through how, you know, if they, <laughs> you know, Fauci lied to us about them. Now they're telling us we need N95. But even an N95 has to be worn perfectly and it's only good for five wears and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, this is ridiculous and these cloth things don't work and all this stuff. And but but then he has to conclude after this rant, dude, this rant, several hundred words ranting about how stupid the mask thing for two years has been. Mm -hmm. He concludes by saying Yunkin's plan won't work because <laughs> he's, he's a Virginian. After all the mask madness, I'm not sure who's right, but I do know one thing about Yunkin's plan. This is the plan you just outlined that said, you know, it's up to parents to decide whether their kid wears a mask or not. That's the whole Yunk platform he ran on, though, is right. parents, you will decide what your kids are taught in school. Yeah. Yunkin's plan is pure idiocy. idiocy. His idea that parents will decide whether their kids wear masks, whether their kids wear masks won't be how it actually plays out in school. That's just God awful, terrible writing. Uh, he and the editor should both be fired for that one sentence. I know my kids, and once some of their classmates take off the mask, I have little faith that my first grade son will keep his quote facial decoration on for long. But didn't I know, he just say that he was done with masks? I that I, I swear that's what like the 400 words before this had said. <laughs> but apparently, he thinks his five year fifth, fifth grade son, I guess, needs to keep wearing them. I don't. He it, the boomerang. I, I don't. I don't know what direction he meant to go with this anymore. It sure, sure seemed to make a lot of sense, and then he totally lost me in the second to last paragraph. And he says, "And I know that his overloaded and heroic teacher 
is in no position to police the parental wishes of 30 students throughout the day as she tries to do what she's supposed to be doing, teach. Yeah, that's pretty much, uh, that's pretty much exactly what uh, Ruben was getting at. Okay, you've identified the problem. The next step is figuring out how to fix it, yo. How about just stop worrying about who wears a mask and who doesn't, including your kids, because that thing was never going to keep them from catching this in the first place, ever, 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 ever. And if you put an N95 mask on your fifth grader, you're a sick person that needs to go see a psychiatrist. I'm serious. If there's a single person listening to this, which I seriously doubt that's doing that, let your kid breathe air. Please. I saw, uh, I think it was, I don't know if it was Trump Jr. Somebody posted a, a screenshot of a yearbook photo from Oregon. Oh, they got them all masked up. Every kid and teacher wearing a mask in the yearbook. And these these kids were the age, they're Henry's age, about nine years old, looked like. You don't even have an idea. Your, your mask is your identity. Like, so, and I've been thinking about this a lot, having just been on an airplane. Um, is there, I don't think there is a place where you're more likely to get COVID than sitting on an airplane with total strangers. Literally, you're sharing the same armrest. You're, you're sharing the same air. And then the complete stupidity of though, but if you're eating or drinking, you don't have to have your mask on, right? Okay. I, I, they, they're not going to protect you. They never were. They, the CDC has admitted it. And, but now I, they flip-flop every day. Now I see other information that came out this week, like, oh, you know, keep keep wearing a mask, masks are effective. We know that you've already said that it didn't work. Um, well, that's the good. I, I, I say I love it when they do that. I love it when they contradict themselves within two weeks of each other. Every time they do that, uh, you next know, week a, they'll say the a red pill fairy gets say? its wings. Right. Like next week, they're going to say because they already admitted that natural immunity is six times more effective than the vaccines. Next week, guarantee you there'll be an article that comes out that says fourth booster shot more effective than natural immunity. That's how they're breaking the hypnosis, man. And it, and it started this summer. It started this summer when they claimed, you know, these vaccines are the greatest thing ever. And then the Delta wave hit and they were like, oh, um, well, they don't stop infection. And everybody's like, uh, so why are we re- being required to take them? Even people who had had them were like, wait, they don't. They're like, oh, so you definitely need a booster. Uh, the booster's not really stopping the infection either. And you know, with each of these clear and obvious and, you know, to your point, like some of this stuff getting actually out on the mainstream outlets sort of shouted from They're the rooftops. Doing, but you know what they do, Chisholm? They do it like one little tiny admission at a time to where when they finally, the cat's out of the bag, you don't realize that they were ever trying to lie to you. They're just like, oh, yeah, we knew that. No, you know, man, I'm like, telling you, I think that, dude, look at look this flip-flop I just described with the Hispanic population, man. This stuff has a lot to do with that. I think... But you agree with what I, I'm saying, like, that they let, they, like, they admit that they were wrong, but it's not really a full admission. It's just kind of like what everyone that's red-pilled already knew, and they kind of agree with it, and then they, like, test the water, and then next week they will contradict yeah, that. Yeah, right. No, I, I agree with you. That's how they're playing it. I, what I'm saying is I keep doing it. I love it. Like, y'all just keep shooting yourselves in the foot with this Rogan and, and Jordan Peterson talk about this a lot, by the way, Jordan Peterson was on with Rogan yesterday. It'll drop sometime this week. Uh, that's going to be one to listen to. Um, but, but they talk a lot about the, the fact that podcasts have proven that, that 
people aren't stupid. CNN and even Fox, the, the cable news format, and you can hear it, you can definitely hear it from the likes of Jen Psaki and these other uh, Democratic talking head types. You can hear it from Fauci, right? When he had his you know, flip-flops about masks and other things, he'll say things like, well, we had to make sure we said it in a way that people could understand and they wouldn't really understand the deep. No, actually, you know, we're not stupid, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of Americans that have college degrees and th- almost all of us have at least a GED, you know, and are reasonably capable. If you're and willing to take a second to degrees in women's studies either. So there are yeah, some exactly. ones out there. So, so pod, their point is like with cable news, every item that they discuss they might uh, they might do- donate d- or dedicate three minutes of airtime, and even in a three minute segment, they might have six talking heads chopped up on the screen yelling over each other, and that's how we're supposed to understand a super complex topic like whether or not it's worth going into Ukraine, right? Mm-hmm. But then Joe Rogan has the most popular media platform in the history of time, and he talks to people for three hours deeply into topics right and, he, and he's the most popular show of all time and he has everything from oh man somebody i was listening to the other day made a point about i think it was victor davis hansen talking about um working class be- people being way smarter than the left is ever willing to give him credit for he's like l- rambling off all these people with different experiences like and he's like or the truck driver who listens to podcasts across in the country every day learning from that right like yeah it's so, people of all stripes that are that are willing to take those deep dives. So them thinking they still believe these elitists inside the beltway. They really they're all just high on their own supply. They're all sitting around sniffing each other's farts and think they're the you know, they're truly the elite. Speaking of that, I got to make a point about this. Lady. There was a lady who spoke at the uh, in you know, Davos, Switzerland is where the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset folks have their big annual, hey, rich right. people come and let's figure out how we're going to run the world thing, right? Let's, and this, to, let's figure out how to stay rich and never... Right, <clears throat> screw everybody. So this British lady is giving a talk, I think at this year's, last year's event, and says, um, the good news is that the elites, the global elites, the elites from countries all over the, over, all over the world are trusting each other more and more in how we handle these big you know, international global crises, right? Like climate change. Unfortunately, she said... Every single country in the world has polling that shows that the people are trusting the elites less and less. She actually referred to them as the elites, the people she was talking to, like we, the elites, we and trust each other. But yeah, for some not, terrible reason, not arrogant at all. <laughs> right. So it's a, it is a it is an arrogance that goes to the point of listen here, minions. Right. You know, yeah, what's best I mean, for you. Uh, well, I'm blanking on the word I'm looking for. These DC Beltway talking head types think we're ignorant. So they think they can get away with contradicting themselves over and over and over mm-hmm. again. And early in the pandemic, they could because everybody was scared shitless. I, everybody. A lot of people were scared shitless, right? Most. I would say most. Right. For at least a month, everybody was Oh, for sure. Out, because right? you're, what you're seeing on the news is people dying in mass in That's Italy. Right. Yeah. You know? And they were. Right. Yeah. It was. Here's the thing, man. We had a society globally, and especially in this country, that was severely unhealthy. We still have a country, a society that's severely unhealthy. And a virus got unleashed on the world. Not according to Cosmopolitan. Yeah. 
a virus got unleashed on the world that specifically attacks the very reason those people are unhealthy. They're fat cells, according to the New York Times, right? So it was inevitable that we were going to see just a catastrophic wave initially. Oh, well, and then brilliant policies like sending those sick people into nursing homes because it's either you're you know, overweight or you're old or you're both, right? We did have this deluge of death, right? And then we had a media that was going to overplay it to the hilt because they were right. trying to get rid of Trump, right? So it was this perfect storm. And then everybody who was willing to take a breath and, ha- and use their brain started to ask questions. But a lot of people, people in particular who are prone to anxiety already, um, which left-leaning people are high on trait openness, according to the psychology big five classifications. High openness tends to also correlate to high neuroticism, right? Being anxious and worried about things, right? So left-leaning people in this world, openness means that they're open to other people's feelings, other people's views, right? So they're empathetic people, which is important. I've always said, that's why the left has its place. They feel the pain that maybe a more conservative, you know, industrious, pull your bootstraps up type person might not see. Great capitalism. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. But if that means also that there tend to be, so, so not only are they concerned for others, right? but they also tend to get stressed out real easily, right? So they were willing to put up with a certain level of cognitive dissonance during that first year and maybe even year and a half. But as the, as the effects weaken further and further, right? And as they continue to bombard us with, oh, hospitals are overcrowded with Omicron. At the same time, the very same hospital that may be overcrowded let 40% of its staff go because they wouldn't take the freaking shots, even though of that 40%, 80% of them had already had the virus. Mm-hmm. The more Which of these they contradictions... they admitted was six times more effective at fighting <laughs> off right. Delta. They can't keep... Clown world. Even, even the most neurotic people in... Well, the very most neurotic will always continue to scream at people on elevators like that. Those two psycho Karens that were screaming at this unmasked black guy. <laughs> screaming BLM... Black Lives Matter at an unmasked black man. Might have been that, oh, yeah, that's going to make him want to vote Democrat. Yeah. The, but, the, but the majority of people who at some point want their life back, even if they are prone to neuroticism and even if they are super empathetic, they're, you, you can only lie to them so many times and then admit that you lied and then try to lie again before the delusion, the mass formation erupts or, you know, uh evaporates and that's where we are that's why even the media is starting to change the narrative right yeah so yeah um so here's a interesting they, they're saying this is a study chisholm i don't know how you can have a study on the side effects that wouldn't be realized until 15 20 years down the road but here's a cool thing um cnn this week Said, uh, this is the headline. Infertility is not a risk with COVID-19 vaccines for kids, experts say. A survey released by the Kaiser Family Foundation found that 66% of parents of 5 to 11-year-olds worried that the vaccines might negatively impact children's fertility later on. So isn't that cool? They have a study that says, and expert opinions also, that don't worry. We know that this won't affect your child's fertility. How, well, they're giving how it a shot hell? to pre. They're giving it to prepubescent <laughs> children. How can you predict? 
who are you studying? Where are these five to 11 year olds that have been vaccinated for 20 years? How can you just make up a study out of thin air? You, you don't know because it hasn't happened yet. It, it won't happen. We are living in the experiment. The experiment won't be realized until those kids are of childbearing age. But they're saying, no, it's meanwhile, we know that it is affecting women who are already at that age. It's affecting their periods. It is causing miscarriages. We know these things are true, but you're telling me that if you give it to my uh, seven-year-old daughter, you're guaranteeing me that there will be no fertility side effects when she reaches childbearing age and is ready to start a family in her mid to late 20s. No, we guarantee it. They're safe. Yeah, well, I mean, to that point, you know. Oh, it's a made-up study. For, for sure. Made uh, up. 100%. Like, dude. There's no, you can't it, have the data because the data won't exist. We have said this repeatedly, and everybody with a brain has too. This is the first time in FDA history that a vaccine was rolled out to the general public, specifically to kids, in less than two years from the beginning of clinical trials. Because by definition, potential long-term side effects, which almost every vaccine ever created does have, and hopefully if they're approved, very small percentages, but still that by definition don't start until two years in. So if there are long-term effects to be seen, we're still six months short of when we would start seeing them. That's this summer, this coming summer would be the two year mark. So absolutely. You're a thousand percent, right? There's no way they can make that claim. Hopefully they're right. I pray to God they're right. Cause there are a whole bunch of anxiety ridden parents and listen man those parents that are giving those kids those vaccines aren't bad people and they're probably not even bad, bad parents but they're absolutely engulfed in the mass they're formation sucked in by the matrix and oh yeah the soccer goalie who i talk about regularly because i see him every week <sighs> um on our group text this past week he was like you're one of those joe rogan fanboys aren't you and I was like, so I said, I've listened to maybe five or six of his podcasts. Yep. And no, I'm not a, a, a fanboy. What, what I enjoy is free thought in the conversation. I said, he'll have on doctors that support the fact that, you know, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine work. Uh, but he'll also have on Bernie Sanders, who I don't agree with the damn thing Bernie Sanders said. So yep. you're painting him into, he called him the horse paste eating Joe Rogan. And I was just like, okay. Yeah, but, you should you know, have said you're one of those CNN yeah, you're, Sanjay Gupta fanboys. And both of his kids are under the age of 11 and both are vaccinated. So, hey, okay. it's like I said about a week or two ago. The difference between you and I and a guy like him is you and I both know we might be getting psyoped with our red pills, <laughs> right? We're at least open to the idea. I was listening to a podcast yesterday, uh, a doctor named Peter Atia, who's been on with Rogan multiple times, <clears throat> has a great podcast. He had, a, he had three other doctors on, and all four of them had different positions on things like vaccine mandates, had somewhat different positions on the vaccination of children, right? One of those guys sort of point by point went through the Dr. Robert Malone podcast and had data that countered or, you know, would excuse me, point out that, oh, okay, so he made this one claim about, uh, to, your point about to your point about fertility. He made a claim that we're seeing that the spike proteins from the vaccines accumulate in places like ovaries. 
And he's like, well, what he didn't tell you is that that was from a mouse study where they injected these mice with like these incredible high rates, high vol, you know, high dosages of the vaccine. Um, so that's a fair point. I don't believe Malone did point that out. Right. But I also believe because I've heard Malone and McCullough say it, they've found that in humans. But I'm also open to the possibility they're full of crap. I don't know. I don't believe anything anybody says ever anymore, <laughs> like just as a as a matter of fact. Right. Mm -hmm. And we've already detailed how he starts the whole damn podcast off by talking about his CIA buddy in Wuhan when the thing broke out. So, right. Put your freaking skeptic antenna up as soon as you hear shit like that. <laughs> right. But, you know, he was like, and he was fair. He was like, look, he was pretty much right about this. And yeah, this is a legitimate concern, but he kind of made this up or he stretched this or he overplayed that. You know, as he played his way through it, I got the sense more and more that he had his agenda pretty clearly, you know. Um, my point is just like, you know, if somebody like that guy is talking about Rogan being a horse paste eater, then he doesn't have an effing clue about the drug ivermectin at all. Doesn't have a clue. He's completely oblivious. He watches CNN and he believes that that's legitimate news with no filter and no agenda. And shame on him. Yeah, well, he shame also thinks that January 6th was a terrorist attack on the United States. Yep. So. Um, here's two more things I have, and then we'll wrap it up. And the first one is a complete um, comparison. It's a comparison of what Great Britain just did versus what Austria just did. Um, Prime Minister, what is his name? His name's Boris. Oh, Boris Johnson of of Great Britain did away with mask mandates over the weekend. Did you see this? And this was very yep. important for because I'm in Las All Vegas. All mandates. All mandates. Uh, I yes. think they got they got rid of vaccine mandates, mask mandates, All. et cetera. Yeah. Which was important because I was in Las Vegas and I was there at an international hunting trade show. So there are outfitters from all over Africa, Spain, um, Hungary, Poland. South America, lots of uh, dove hunting outfitters, um, you know, Brazilian peacock bass charters, uh, tons from Canada. This is huge for Canada, too. So they got a, they did away with all mandates. And this is coming from a place where I wouldn't expect that. I would be seeing, looking at that saying, that's a place where you're going to see more mandates coming down, right? So kudos, bravo, Prime Minister Johnson. And the rest of the world was taking notes. It was, to me, I see that headline and I'm like, oh yeah, good job. Applause. To see the rest, it, every international outfitter I was talking to, because you know what? They all had to get the damn vaccine to come to our country to work. They, they did, weren't able to work for a year and a half. They had to get vaccinated to come here. Although it turns out in South Africa, it's a lot easier to get a fake vaccine card in the third world than it is anywhere else. And I don't mean just the one you got off the internet and printed. I mean, the doctor actually said that he gave the guy the shot and he didn't get it. Dude, I uh, bet it's not as hard here as you think it is. Mm, well, you're talking to someone that has researched it a little bit. So, because uh, <laughs> I want to go to Canada and shoot a black bear. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So, very, very nice. Probably, done. as your attorney, I recommend that you never say that on this podcast. The cat's again. out of the bag, dude. I could never <laughs> do the fake vaccine card because everyone knows that I've been on here saying I'm never getting vaccinated. So, it wouldn't, the, the cops be like, wait, what did this, this guy's been saying for. Oh, let's do a little research here on this Cable Smith character. Um, okay. 
Uh, well, so if there's some good news on that uh, for us here great in the news United States. For the rest of the world's looking at it, like, hooray! Yeah. yeah. And it's another thing that's going to, it's going to reach a certain percentage of the population that's still in the mass formation, right? There's not going to be a moment where everybody wakes up. It's like a person by person, maybe even a little bit region by region thing that's going to be happening, right? Yeah. But when, to your point, when the UK and Ireland both say this Thursday, every single restriction, every single mandate, vaccine passports, blah, 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 all going away. There's a lot of liberals in America that, that pay attention to the UK. And why would right? someone in New York City look at that and be like, wait, why am I living under this draconian law? Right. Here? Meanwhile, here in the States, you've got the CDC acknowledging the reality of uh, natural immunity. Fauci himself, just this past weekend on one of the Sunday shows, listing off ways that we're reaching, quote, herd immunity, did touch, finally acknowledge the, you know, the contribution of natural immunity. You've got everybody starting to con confirm and concur, including the government, that cloth masks don't work, right? Starting to also, more importantly, acknowledge, you know, one of the things that drove me nuts from day one was this communist element of this this you know communalist or collectivist element that you have to wear a mask to protect somebody else and you have to take a shot to protect somebody else the truth about both of those devices is that neither one of them was ever about protecting somebody else it was always about protecting you and you alone so it's right. always been a personal choice period end of story they tried to lie and claim that it would protect others but then the data undermined their lies and so now that they're admitting to these things it's whoa, like whoa, they whoa, have whoa. to i have to throw this in here because and in, in talking with someone that I love very much uh, recently, it's very clear to me that people still think these shots are working because they are hanging everything on the fact that you're not you're not going to get real sick. But that's fine. Real At least that that's an acknowledgement that the shot doesn't have anything. To, your your vaccine status has nothing to do with them, right? They may still argue with you that you should get it because they think you'll die if you don't, because they're still, you know. And, and that's another thing. They may wake up to certain elements of the mass formation and stay in other elements forever, right? Mm. I think that there will be a, a huge percentage of those who took the shots, especially if they went all the way to a booster, that will never acknowledge that they would have been fine anyway, right? And, and you know, hey, listen, there's a lot of people over the age of 60 that it probably did save their ass. I agree. We've you know? never, I, I you, do, I, you and I yeah. have never said, and I'll go right. back to my mom being very sick and almost dying. Like, I wish the vaccine, she's 66 years old, 67. Right. I wish it was available for her. I do. Yep. Yep. But, you know, right. we, but to your point, like that. healthy people our age, healthy people our age that exercise and eat reasonably well and aren't morbidly obese, claiming that the only reason they survive this, like my friend from Austin, the lawyer that we harass each other constantly, that's nonsense. That's right, mass formation stuff. So and I don't know that it'll ever live. Right. No, it's completely. They're not. So, um, but so, so I brought up the Great Britain thing. The same week, the Austrian government has mandated that every resident over the age of 18 will be required by law to get vaccinated. They will start doing searches on February 1st. If you are not vaccinated, you will be fined up to 600 euros. So the Gestapo, dude, they're, gonna, they're actively going to come and look for people that aren't vaccinated. Did you know that? Were you aware of that? Which country was this? What'd you say? Where? Austria. 
Austria. Yeah, I, I, I think I saw Austria in particular. Yeah. At the same, to your point, at the, like the same day that the UK laid down their, yeah, their, you know, sort of tyranny, Austria picks it up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I, it, there's, there's certainly no consistency. Um, you know, globally, there's no consistency from country to country. There's no consistency from state to state. I, so I got two more quickies. Um, I'll dig this up and put it on the feed, but um, I saw yesterday, I think, um, from one of the Sunday, I think it was from one of the Sunday, like big network shows, ABC, NBC, CBS, one of those. Um, they, they've had apparently a year long ongoing segment, not every week. They check in with these people like once a month or something like that, but they've got this panel of six random, you know, Joe and Jane six packs, right? from across the country who they've been asking about the state of things in America, particularly with regard to, uh, you know, the new administration and COVID. Right. So this panel is a very interesting makeup. They, 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 like as each person, they do a zoom call. Right. And there's this lady host from whichever network in, you know, on a soundstage. And then there's the six, random folks from across the country called in and, you know, little talking head box on a zoom call. And it is, there was a uh, black lady from Texas. um, And every time one of these people spoke, they would put whether they voted for Biden or Trump. So she was a Biden supporter. Uh, There was a white lady from Florida and she was a Trump supporter. There was a, another black lady from Georgia. She was a Biden supporter. There was a Hispanic gentleman, Jorge, from Texas. He was a Trump supporter. Uh, there was a, another white lady from Indiana, Biden supporter. Jorge, did you make that up? Was it just that easy? No, his name was, was Jorge, for sure. Okay. He's the only name I remember just because, I, like, I don't know, I've always liked the name Jorge. Yeah. It's a cool name. Uh, and it also resonated to me because I've said for so long, dude, that Hispanics, Mexican-Americans, Latinos, Latinos, whatever the heck you want to call them, they're by and large hardworking, family-oriented Catholics, which should mean conservative. All the ones on my side are are red-pilled. And, dude, the the Rio Grande Valley from freaking Brownsville to Del Rio went 95% for Trump. I'm telling you, man, if there's a case for optimism, it is the Hispanic, that the leftists have finally shown their cards, and there is a red-pilled virus burning through the Hispanic community. But anyway, the last guy was a, another white guy. The only white guy, only white man, uh, was, uh, now it's no longer the token minority. Now it's, you gotta have a token white guy in any. That's right. He was for (laughs) sure the token white guy. Uh, but a California, he was from California, Trump supporter. So it was like three Democrats, three Republicans or Biden and Trump, I guess. Anyway, um, they kind of did a good job of like, they found a California Trump supporter and then, you know, a Texas, uh, Biden's border, right? And uh, anyway, <clears throat> so they start the whole segment off by saying, "We, you guys have been meeting with us for a full year now. Where are we a year later? How do y'all feel? Do y'all feel like the country is better off a year later?" And all six of them just shit their heads like violently left and right. Nope, it's bad, way worse. And the lady's just the host is just like stunned. She's like. Uh, you don't. Oh, uh, she's you, one of the thirty-three percent that thinks Biden's doing a good job. Right. 
She's like, you, you don't think anything's better? And so they went one by one. And I mean, to a man and woman, they were all like, no, nothing's better. You know, inflation's up. Uh, man, the poor lady from Georgia, who, like I said, she's a Biden. Supporter. We didn't like Trump, but we liked life under Trump. She's complaining that bacon costs so much she can't buy it for her granddaughter anymore. And if the government would just stop wasting money on stupid crap, I think she was the one who specifically said it might have been Jorge. Wait, 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 wait. Like the 400 million in 95 they just purchased that they're going to deliver to that you? One of them, that was what I was going to say. Either she or Jorge, I don't remember which one, specifically pointed out they're going to send us all masks and tests. Right. Uh, how about no? How about don't spend that money and, right. and say, because who and, and pays Jorge, for that? who pays I for wish, that? Jorge knows who pays for it. Jorge points out, he's like, somebody's getting that money. Who owns that testing company? Who owns yeah. that? Uh, you know, it's, but I, I wish that he had the time and the ability to like really get into like, did you happen to know that George Soros and, and Bill Gates both own the biggest testing companies on the planet? Right. Like, I wish he had had that in his back pocket. It, you know, none of these people were, were broadcast professionals. Right. So, you know, they're real people. They are plugged in enough to know what's happening in this country. Not super great on the details, right? Mm -hmm. But they all had the same opinion of everything. This guy's a charlatan, man. He promised us unity, and all he's been is divisive. He, you know, has done nothing but waste money and line the pockets of the rich, right? This lady was even like, well, y'all all got $1,400 in the stimulus this a year ago. That didn't help. They were like, no. We're at 10% inflation since then. That money's gone. What are you right. talking about? Well, there were, the total package was X number of trillion. They were like, yeah, where'd all that money go? You're a you know? stupid son of a bitch. Yeah, but the problem was, <laughs> getting back to, to, to Dave Rubin's point about Bill Maher and Barry Weiss, right? The, like the two, you know, the two uh, ladies that supported Biden, uh, you know, both of them are like, I wish the government would stop wasting so much money. And it's like, then you should stop voting for Democrats because that's literally all they do. All they do. One party says they want to spend less money, although they end up spending the same amount. Right. But at least they talk say, a big we're game. being a little hypocritical there. No, 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 we're not. We're pointing it out. But, but at least they, they spend less money than the other party that's just like, let's spend all the money and more. Right. Like they don't pre even pretend to be fiscally responsible. At least the damn Re Republicans will speak to it. Right. And, mm -hmm. you know, so like you could my point. Shut being up, like, sofa. I know. Sorry. Uh, the one the one black lady from Texas, you know, like she she was wouldn't take the shot said she ain't gonna do it she did say she's shocked to see so many people running around with running around without a mask and it sickens her and it scares her and some of this stuff but at the same time like i know at one point they asked uh something about the job biden was doing and jorge gives a thumbs down and then she sees him and she's like like nod her head like <laughs> yep thumbs down specifically about biden so that brings me back to this idea that you know the country is waking up man like uh, I don't know what, what the question will remain. Will it change the way these people vote? Are they so brainwashed by the emotional appeal of the American left that they can't realize that it's a ruse and a fraud and that the very that at the end of the day, all they do is talk about helping people and then enact policies like redlining and, uh, you know, no man in the house laws, you know, strings attached to to welfare funding it's, and it's all, all these about things. money dude it's uh, everything right. it's, it's all about money and, well, it and it's also all about you and I. it's all about hurting dude it is about <clears throat> so i'm listening to this awesome podcast that I'll, i want to get into here in a little bit uh a professor who breaks down marxism modern day marxism postmodernism, all this stuff that's at the root of all this right and he points out you can go all the way back to marx and all of the people that came since him a guy named uh 
Marcosa. I, who was real quick fact checker question has marxism worked yet i'm just trying to, i'm wondering just out of curiosity no no it hasn't but here's oh. an interesting thing it's not supposed to like this guy explains that these people have written this okay that so with regards to the so he, fact checker say no it has not worked right it has not worked ding, ding. um but like i'm saying it, it's not supposed to dude right the 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 intellectuals but the morons that's champion it don't know that they don't they're the useful i hate you know it's where, a it's a rough way to say it, but a history the, book where this thing that you think is so great has worked they're oh. the useful idiots right can, oh they're the but people we can who be the get first, their emotions the first the left preys on their emotions to use them for this never-ending revolution but they don't have the, the wherewithal to understand like like my sister and my mom right they supported hillary clinton because she wasn't trump yeah. right but if I press either one of them on a policy by policy basis, they don't agree with anything the Democrats say, but they don't pay attention to that. All they feel is the emotion, right? Mm -hmm. They don't pay attention to the policy. So that's the reality of these leftists. But what I'm getting at is, dude, is the intellectual framework that this modern day identity based Marxism is based on. It actually says, like with regards to LGBTQ stuff that acceptance of LGBTQ in this society is actually detrimental to the cause. Because if LGBTQ people feel accepted, then they no longer have a revolutionary impulse. And the whole point is revolution. This guy, Herbert Marcuse, who was like the, you know, the descendant of Marxism, who is like the godfather of this modern day identity, race, and gender-based Marxism, he, he admits that he says, the goal is not a revolution and then a new order. The goal is perpetual, never-ending chaos and revolution. Because if at any point the revolution ends, then you just end up, they acknowledge that human, that, that, that human existence is a hierarchical structure, right? There's always going to be certain people who rise to the top and therefore certain people who are at the bottom and therefore some people who can claim to be oppressed by oppressors, right? So his point is, if you want to stay completely away from the oppressor, oppressor hierarchy, Marx's point was we should let the people who are oppressed or who are not the oppressors, he wanted them to become the oppressed, the oppressors, right? He right. points out how to that, be an anti-racist. It's very simple. Exactly that, right? That's right. It's a table, a turning of the table. So that's actually one area where, where Ibram X. Kendi, who wrote that, is off base because what he wants is to be the oppressor, right? But this guy, Marcusa says, we just need to be in perpetual state of chaos, anger and frustration and never ending revolution so that we never end up again in a position where one group is the oppressors. Right. But so who pushes what this, we right? have to look forward to for the rest of our lives is this narrative. This this is our existence now. Yeah, well, it goes oh, back to my point, no. man. If you look at the policies that the left has always promoted going back Whoa, to Jim Crow, because that was oh. theirs. I'm so excited about the future. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Anyway. Um, it's about it's about keeping people. You know, the reason they keep bringing up slavery is to pick the wound off of 400 years of trauma. Right. So they can keep those people emotionally invested in their bullshit. Right. And then they go and they pass the 1994 crime bill that puts 500,000 black men in jail. Right. Mm -hmm. Or they pass 
no man in the house rules where they say, hey, we'll give you a check if you have a baby. But if there's a man in your house, you get your check taken away or you get kicked out of your government housing. Right. So they deliberately undermine the family structure of, uh, you know, of the underprivileged in this country, minorities in particular. Right. And then they, you know, and then fast forward 20 or 30, 40 years after they did that. And you have hardcore economists, black economists from Harvard making the argument what we need is a reestablishment of fathers in the lives of these children in these communities. Then they get to call that racist, right? Yep. But they're the reason that they did that. It's all deliberately designed to keep these people on the voting plantation, man. Last thing, Starbucks versus Carhartt. I never would have said that this was the reality that we live in. So Starbucks just did away with all employee vaccine mandates, Chisholm. Yep. Carhartt, same week says they're going to still enforce it. Car, you would think that these these companies have two completely different demographics of people that support them. There's probably some people that wear Carhartt that drink Starbucks, but by and large, you're talking about rednecks and soy boys, right? And I'm not saying I've never had a Starbucks. It's good coffee, but it's also like six bucks a cup. It's ridiculous for a cup of coffee. True. Um, so, well, keep in I, mind, dude, the CEO and founder of Starbucks tried to run in the Democratic primary as a, mo as a true capitalist moderate, anti-socialist, and the left media crushed him within a month, ran him out before the first debate. Yeah. So, so this, yeah, this, this yeah. basically mirrors Great Britain and, and Austria, like what we just talked about. But this is on a, you know, on a corporate level. And yep. here's Starbucks, who you would think would be the most draconian, just based off of like, what, what do we know about Starbucks? Okay. And then what do we know about Carhartt? Like I have the backlash that I've seen on social media and I, and I have some Carhartt stuff. Uh, they've sent me some stuff for the other show. I like it. It's nice. It's good gear. Yeah. But I was very surprised to see <laughs> them stick with the vaccine mandate after the Supreme court struck it down. Yep. I know. Shameful. Uh, so anyway, here's a, here's probably a better, uh, a better, uh, nominee for, for for meme of the week oh good <clears throat> go ahead if and read pedophilia is just sexuality then burying them all is just gardening <laughs> there's a winner for meme of the week right there <laughs> yeah. i have one more thing i have to touch on and then we can go all right so i've started reading this year this book it's um it's one of those like one page a day you know, daily meditation type things. You can get like a Bible book that's like that. This is about stoicism, which I think I've talked about on the podcast, maybe briefly. But, um, you know, stoicism is basically the idea. If you're a stoic, you don't get rattled. You don't get emotional. You take life as it comes, right? And this philosophy goes back to uh, ancient Rome and even Greece, but especially the Romans. Marcus Aurelius, who was the emperor from the Gladiator movie. The actual Marcus Aurelius is like one of the great Stoics, Stoics of all time. Stoics make the best athletes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Staying even killed like that. They make the best fathers. They make the best leaders. Yeah. I mean, Stoicism, I believe there's a time and place to get fired up. Um, that's, that's my opinion as it stands at the moment. But I also believe that being Stoic more often than not is, is the better approach, right? So the number one rule in stoicism it's cool i mean it's a simple it takes you know a minute every day to read this it'll be a quote from marcus aurelius or seneca or epictetus all these ancient roman philosophers right a quote and then this author who compiled all this thing will give you like a kind of a modern day sort of 
you know, here's how to apply this in your life type thing. Right. Mm -hmm. But then like the, one of the foundational elements of stoicism, which actually is biblical, right? God told us, tells us umpteen times in the Bible, do not be afraid. Do not. How does that one prayer, the, the serenity prayer go? It's like, um, God help me to focus on the things in my control and to not worry about the things that are out of my control and the discernment yeah. to know the difference, basically, right? Something to that effect. Basic summary. Yep. That's stoicism, right? Yep. Know what you can control. And the only thing you can control is your actions and your thoughts and how you respond to all the things, everything else, which is out of your control. All you can control is right here. He even points out, he's like, you can't even control your body. You could wake up tomorrow paralyzed, right? Mm -hmm. All you can really control at the end of the day is how you, what you do with your body and what you do with your brain. <clears throat> and you should let go of everything else out there. There's this other specific quote where they say like, um, when you have a plan and you hit an obstacle, the obstacle becomes the path, right? Instead of looking at the obstacle and just breaking down and being like, oh, my plan is effed. No. The obstacle is now the path, right? Right. It's in the path anyway. So you got to, you know, it occurred to me yesterday when I saw another headline, I saw a headline today that said there's another, supposedly another new variant. Of course, Chisholm. Yeah. And it, it said, like, that's hardly surprising, right? I think it was CNN. It said, should we be worried about the B1 Omicron such and such variant? Don't worry. In 2024, should Pfizer will have a vaccine to fight that exact variant. Right. But, but the, just the idea that their headline would be, should we be worried? Should, I think it even said, should you be worried? What they're telling written, you subliminally is, you need to worry about this. You must yeah, be worried. Right. Why would we say it if, it if you didn't need to be worried? They are. It is programming. They are absolutely trying to program into your head, hey, here's something else to be freaking out about. Mm -hmm. A stoic would say, I can't do an effing thing about that. Come what may. Right? Yeah. What they have done for two years now and using everybody's emotions to create this mass psychosis is like anti-stoicism, man. It is getting everybody on the planet to worry about a virus they can't do a freaking thing about. You can wear a mask all day. You can take four freaking shots. You can hide at your house. You're going to catch it eventually. They're all saying that now. They're all saying that now. But they have used the fear of this something that was never within anybody's control, but they tried to tell you, you could, they tried to lie to yeah. you and say, you can control it. If you do all the things we tell you to do mm -hmm. and now Stand the sheep, six feet away the from sheep somebody are embarrassed that they did the things and they yeah. still got the cron. Yeah. Or the Delta or whatever the original alpha, whatever it is that I probably got, but yeah. yeah. Shame, anyway. shame, shame. All right. Well, Daily that's going to do philosophy. it for, Episode 63 of Justified Pursuit. For the good counselor, Chisholm Cook. I'm Cable Smith. Y'all don't let your kids shit in a litter box. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> I think I'm over the Omicron. I feel way better. <laughs> this has been therapeutic. I'm glad you're right. here. Way better. Stay up.